The defense rests in the trial for the three men charged with killing Ahmaud Arbery. A major project for the Port of Savannah gets underway, and a long-awaited addition in Pooler opens. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. The prosecution and defense have presented their cases in the murder trial for Travis and Greg McMichael and William Ronnie Bryan. All three faced nine charges, including murder, in the shooting death of Ahmaud Arbery last year. The prosecution rested on Tuesday, November 16th. On Wednesday the 17th, Travis McMichael took the stand in his defense. During his first day of testimony, McMichael described the moments before he pulled the trigger, killing Arbery, calling it a life or death situation. He grabs the shotgun and I believe I was struck on that, that, that first instance that, that we made contact. Um, what were you thinking at that moment? I was thinking of my son. It sounds weird, but that was the first this, this, this first thing that hit me. What did you do? I shot. Why? He he had my gun. He he struck me. It was obvious that he was uh. It was obvious that that he was attacking me. That if he would have got the shotgun from me, then it was a. Uh, this is a life or death situation, and I'm going to have to, to stop him from doing this, so I shot. On Thursday, the prosecution cross-examined Travis McMichael. Here's WTOC's Sean Evans' report on the happenings from Thursday, November 18th. The prosecution honed in on Travis McMichael's decisions on the day he and his father, Greg McMichael, along with co-defendant William Bryan, chased Ahmaud Arbery through the Satilla Shores neighborhood. Prosecutors asked Travis McMichael if he attempted to stop Arbery from running away before shooting him. McMichael also testified that at no point did Arbery threaten him, pull a weapon, or even talk to him. The prosecutor then asked Travis if there were other things that he could have done that day, beginning with making sure that the police were called even before getting into a pickup truck to follow Arbery. And you could have stayed in your truck over on Holmes Drive, right? Could have, yes. And you could have stayed in your truck until he ran by and then driven away to go ahead and follow him, right? I could have, yes. Zanikowski also asked Travis McMichael what he could have done differently even after he got out of that pickup truck seconds before the shooting. So at this point in time, you could have stepped closer to your pickup truck and kept that pickup truck between you and him, correct? Well, uh, can you say that again? Sure thing. I, I'm, I'm, you have moved out in the road. You've aimed this shotgun at Mr. Arbery. I did. Mr. Arbery goes to the passenger side of the truck. Yes. Okay. Your dad is still yelling at him because we can hear him go, stop and stop, right? Yes. You could have easily just stepped back to your pickup truck and watched him keep going, right? I could have, yes, but I was, I still didn't know what he would or could have done right there where I couldn't see him. At the beginning of the trial, Donikoski called the decisions made by the defendants that day, quote, driveway decisions based on hunches instead of facts. As you heard, the day wrapped up with all of the defense teams resting their cases. Lawyers will meet here at the Glen County Courthouse tomorrow morning, and the jury won't be back until Monday for closing arguments.
As the proceedings carried on in the courthouse, another storyline manifested outside. Last week, one day after Reverend Al Sharpton sat with Arbery's mother in the courthouse, Brian's defense attorney, Kevin Goff, said he didn't want any more black pastors in the courtroom, arguing Reverend Sharpton's presence could intimidate the jury. On Monday, November 15th, with Reverend Jesse Jackson sitting with Arbery's family, Goff moved for a mistrial, arguing the jury could be influenced by high-profile figures in the courtroom. That motion was denied. On Thursday, November 18th, a crowd of thousands protested outside the Glen County Courthouse. Among the crowd, Reverend Sharpton, Reverend Jesse Jackson, and several black pastors from around the country who wanted to show their support for Arbery's family. Here's Ahmad's father, Marcus Arbery Sr., followed by Reverend Deonry Thurman from St. Paul CME Church in Savannah. And we're going to keep praying because we know it's a God and he's good. Look how God brought the people together. That's why justice will roll down out the mountain. Justice will roll down. Amount will get justice. To be honest with you, I think it's a blatant attempt to impact the trial in a negative way. And to say that we're not an important part of the community that has the right, just like every other American, to witness justice uh, as it is uh, adjudicated is a, uh, is a horrible, horrible tactic for a defense attorney or for anyone to take in this nation. You can see all of our coverage on the Ahmad Arbery murder case on our website, WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. A major project for the Port of Savannah is underway after years of planning. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp was on hand for the ribbon cutting of the Mason Mega Rail project on Friday, November 12th. So was WTOC's Tyler Mannion. Here's his report from Friday. It is officially underway and fully operational. The Mason Mega Rail Terminal includes 18 tracks total. The expansion immediately increasing intermodal capacity to and from the Port of Savannah by more than 30%. Port leaders were joined by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp at the ribbon cutting, where the governor talked about today's importance. The 85-acre rail yard is the largest of its kind for a port terminal in North America. It will allow the Port of Savannah to build and receive six 10,000-foot-long trains at the same time. In other words, there's nothing else like this in the United States. This means an immediate 30% increase in capacity. Port officials and Governor Kemp added it will take time for this project to start to alleviate all the congestion, which we know has led to supply chain issues and inflation in our area and nationally. In Pooler, the anticipated grand opening of Costco happened on Thursday morning, with hundreds lining up in the hours before the doors opened for the first time. As excited as folks are for the opening of the wholesaler, Pooler police are warning there could be major traffic impacts for the next few days as people check out the store. Here's Pooler Police Lieutenant Victor Tyson. Be mindful of the people that are around you and just know that when you're up there in that area, it's probably going to be congested um, and if you don't have to be in that area plan to take an alternate route for the next few days. The Georgia Department of Transportation and the city's traffic team says they'll be monitoring the timing of the signals to see if that will need to be changed as they expect traffic to increase dramatically. 
WTOC's annual Toys for Tots drives begins Friday, November 19th. We're partnering with the Marine Corps to help make sure kids across Southeast Georgia and the Low Country have a happy holiday. WTOC invites you to drop off new unwrapped toys at our station lobby where the Marine Corps will pick them up and distribute them to families throughout the area. Here's what Sergeant Kenny Grant said about the effort on WTOC's morning break Tuesday, November 16th. I can't tell you how special it is to see these children whenever they actually get their toys. It, it's just awesome. It's so awesome. Um, of course, people always ask for donations and they go to different organizations to get these. And I can't, it's once again, it's so special, you know, so it just makes everything worthwhile. For more info on the drop off location, check out the story in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.